In a world of uncertainty, one thing is for sure. Cancer doesn't stop during a global crisis. On Saturday, June 13th, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society will host a trailblazing event, Big Virtual Climb, sponsored by AbbVie, to support their investment in groundbreaking research to advance blood cancer cures and its first-in-class patient education and services, including financial support and clinical trial navigation. Step up to take cancer down by climbing 61 floors or 1,762 steps. Inside or outside, on stairs, on the road, maybe your treadmill, climb your way. Join us for an opening ceremony and then take on your climb with our heart-pumping playlist. Join us on June 13th from coast to coast as we come together to climb, conquer, cure. Register at lls.org slash Big Climb. Good day, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Tuesday, June 9th. Appreciate you guys joining us today. I'm Jay Skeets, along with the bearded one, Trey Kirby, and our super producer, JD. And we have a very special guest today. He is the co-founder of True Hoop, a legendary NBA website, which now operates as a subscription-based newsletter. He hosts his own podcast called Bring It In, all caps locks, and he truly is the NBA blog father, okay? That title goes to this man. It's Henry Abbott. Henry, how you doing, man? Good. It's great to hear your voice. It's been a long time. I was just thinking that when was the last time not only we maybe talked but saw each other, I, I was trying to think of a spot. Was it a summer league? Was it a playoff game? I All-Star weekend, I guess, probably. Do you know? Well, you, I'm not sure. You live on, though. You're famous in my family, all of you, uh, because of the moment you arrived at the L.A. All-Star game after difficult travel. Do you know the story I'm about to tell you? No, go on. <laughs> Such a great, like, you had messed up travel, right? You were going for 24 hours or whatever just to get there. You yep. surely remember this. Okay. Um, I hadn't seen you. You guys arrive as a group of four at the game <laughs> and knock into me in the hallway of all people. And we're like, oh, hey, how's it going? Are you going to play pickup? Like the regular thing, right? Yep. And at some point, I think it was you first, Skeets, were like, I, you know, I got to be honest. Like, we just had this hell travel. Like, can you please direct me to the bathroom? <laughs> and so, <laughs> uh, anyone remember this? Anyone? <laughs> Go on. And uh, so I'm like, oh, yeah, if you go down here, you know, down the left, blah, blah, blah. So then I forget the order, exact order of events. So basically, like, we're left with, I think, JD, you were last. Is that right? So so three of you depart, and now it's like JD and me standing there. And it's just a little bit socially like, hmm, like, what are we going to do now? And JD, like, kind of takes a step towards the bathroom. And then he looks back at me and he says, we go as a team. <laughs> <laughs> We actually still do bring this up to this day where we talk about that uh, as the No Dunks crew, we have to do everything together that includes going to the bathroom. Oh, we God. go as a team. So what, you sometimes you sometimes say that with the family? We go as a team? Yes. Oh, wow. oh that's so good. Good way to, to keep make... everybody safe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so thank you for that. Yeah, well, that's great to know. I'm, I'm glad you're still using it in your day-to-day life with the fam. And how's the fam doing? How's everybody doing in New Jersey? No, they're good. They're enormous. Like, uh, yeah, no, my kids are 13 and 16. And, wow. And um, I think when I first met you, I didn't have children, probably. Maybe one, right? And, uh, yeah, my daughter's, uh, like, almost 5'11". She can drive a car. 
Whoa. Um, You're actually blowing my mind right now. I know. that old. Yeah. She's like a human being. (laughs) (laughs) And almost indistinguishable from a human being. Um, Yeah. Occasionally we'll be out in public and someone will say to my wife, like, oh, is this your sister? Whoa. (laughs) She's old. What? Yeah. Yeah. Which means I'm old, which means you're old. (laughs) Oh, jeez. That's right. That's absolutely right. Well, look, we appreciate you coming on here this morning. Um, We wanted to have you on to discuss the NBA's plan to restart its season next month, um, late July, at Walt Disney World. Specifically, Henry, like the science behind their decision. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the questions and concerns about the safety of it all amidst this coronavirus pandemic. And you've been doing great work um, with your newsletter, TrueHoop.com. I really encourage everybody to go and subscribe and follow Henry and Coach Thorpe's work there, because um, you've been asking a lot of a lot of questions about this, and we'll get to that, especially the the questions you have around the safety and all that. But just you know, big picture view. What are your thoughts on just the actual sort of format, um, the location, and the dates we're seeing with the basketball version of restarting before we get to sort of the uh, again the science of it all with the with the pandemic? What do you think of the format? I'm, well, I'm a Blazers fan. So. <laughs> I mean, I have a hard time separating that from like, you know, when Damian Lillard was like, I don't want to play unless there's a pass to the playoffs. Like, I'm like, guys, we go as a team. Me and Damian. <laughs> um, so, so Damian's happy. So that's good. I mean, they're not, they're not totally happy in Portland, right? They wanted right. a slightly different thing, but, but happy enough. So I don't know. Like, as, I'm a basketball fan, right? I'm, I'll watch. I'm excited to see it. Um. What a delightful thing to have the NBA back. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels a little bit, though, like, like let's say you have a friend who's not so careful about, like, coronavirus risks. is like inviting you to a cocktail party right now. Like, are you excited about being at a cocktail party? Or, what about, or I don't know if you saw Arash Markazi's video of, like, walking through the reopened casino where no mm-hmm. one's wearing a mask. Like, Oh, it's trippy. Yeah, those Vegas right? videos are wild. Are you happy or are you not happy? Right? Like, I feel a little like I would love for that to feel safe and happy. But part of me feels like... I hope that it's just pure fun to watch people dunk on each other and not like, like, oh, he exhaled a lot. And I wonder if they inhaled that. And I wonder if anyone's going to fail a test later today. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, yeah I well, hope it's all just fun. I hope it's a party. Like, I hope it's a delightful. Um, well, look, I said your next question. <laughs> but you're concerned. Yeah, well, no, that's, that's exactly right. Because, look, I think we all know there is no perfect system right to ensure right. that nobody in the league gets the virus like there it just isn't we know that but there are there are a lot of questions that you've been asking and maybe not getting some answers back and look the nba says look we're going to get to it and we're starting to see things trickle out even last night we had some more breaking news with well everyone's going to be quarantined in their room for 36 hours when they get there and you know if a player tests positive they're going to be quarantined for at least 10 days and then they have to have two negatives before rejoining the team same goes for people that leave the campus and then come back we're getting this stuff it's trickling out but what is your biggest concern henry about this whole idea of going down here and trying to play through a coronavirus pandemic well i just to be super clear i am not an expert on the science of this right like mm-hmm. i I, I'm not pretending that they need to satisfy me, right? But I have spent a lot of times. I just did a quick, uh, like, on our show, Bring It In, we've had um, Erica Van Stone, Ari Caroline, Wayne Winston, Dr. Ronson, Jeff Asher, Dana Smith, David Epstein, Christy Oshman, and Brandon Greer, and others who are all, like, firsthand, like, have career-long or personal expertise in these questions, right? Mm-hmm. And, and they're all different interesting people. In addition to that, I've called, I must be a dozen real deal people, including some of the very experts the NBA has consulted on, like, what's safe, right? And they all have different concerns. And they all have different 
think that and no one understands what we know about the NBA right now. No one says, oh, yeah, like if you just put everybody in a resort and have them play basketball without masks indoors indefinitely and just have a lot of tests, then you're good. Instead, what they say, I'm telling you, it happens. It's like you can set your watch to it. They're mostly scientific minded people and they're like, oh, this will be interesting. <laughs> Which means it's an experiment, right? Like, right. So that's and the one I I think in answer to your question, as I finally kind of hone in on it, like I think that we're going to find that the one uh, preeminent concern is, um, do you play when you know it's safe, or do you have a fixed schedule and you play whether it's safe or not? Right. Hmm. That's the so. Yesterday we had on bringing in um, Erica Vanstone, who runs the uh, Women's Flat Track Derby Association. This is roller derby. Mm-hmm. And so they have leagues all over the world. And Erica and her crew had to make a plan for, like, you know, can you reopen the league in this city, in that city, and on and on, right? It's very difficult to employ science. But a lot of the participants in the league are epidemiologists and frontline doctors and healthcare workers and, and on and on. And they set up a committee and they analyzed science like crazy and they published. You can see it. And their approach is you're closed. Every league is closed. And then tier one would be you can practice tier two. And their data inputs to how you move up the tiers. I forget which tier. We get like tier four or five. You can compete against other teams. And then eventually tier seven is compete in front of audiences. Mm -hmm. But the triggers are all. What is the case rate in your local municipality or county if municipality data isn't available? And if it's a high density of cases, then you don't play. Um, but if it's been low and if no one has tested positive in your league and on and on, but if you reach these certain criteria, then you progress to the next year and the next year. So to me, this is, I can't find anyone who doesn't think that's the model, something like that, where then the game results from the safety, right? Mm. Like right. you can prove it's safe enough and then you go play. And if it's not safe enough, you don't go play. Like Adam Silver had a big press conference that said it was about the data, not the date. This was in April. He's articulating exactly the same principle, right? Yep. But then, and he outlined four criteria then. New cases, availability testing, progress on antivirals, and path to vaccine. Uh, this guy, Ari Caroline, who's uh, a senior vice president of Tempest Labs, which makes um, tests, among other things. He's also was the former head of analytics at Memorial Sloan Kettering. Um, he was like, look, the only one of those that's moved is testing. Like, tests are available. New cases, not significantly better than what he said it. Antivirals, not significantly better. Path to vaccine, not significantly better. None of these are going to apply to this year, right? So I just started thinking, like, hmm, I actually trust the NBA. I think they're smart, and, yep. you know, we like them. And a lot of those people are going to live in this bubble, too, so I don't think they've been reckless with it. But it doesn't feel like a trust me moment. It feels like a show me moment, right? So I'm like, yep. show me, right? Show me what you got. How are we doing this? What's the smart way we're going to do this? And then the first thing we get was a date, right? And then the, which is wrong, right, from the science point <laughs> yep. of view. And then we get a whole bunch of more. Then we get like no hard questions answered at any point, really. Um, 22 minutes of media availability total since the pandemic began. Um, it just feels like, what? Why can't we be transparent about this? Why? Why wouldn't you want to brag about how smart you're being? And from your experience with the league, I mean, you've been doing this a long time and, you know, I'm sure emailing them all the time about probably difficult questions to maybe answer. Is this is this experience of not getting answers back from them sort of unique? Um, 
and and why do you think it has been difficult? Like, why do you think they're like, in purposely really not responding to like a lot of those questions you had that I think are pretty pertinent? Um, I don't. It's you know most of the time that I've been covering the NBA and and frankly being kind of an a hole in how I deal with the league. Um, that's on me. Uh, but it was Davis Stern. Davis Stern loves fighting. He loves mm-hmm. arguments, right? Like his honestly, like a breakthrough of my relationship with the NBA was came from Chad Ford. Um, who was then a colleague at a lottery in New Jersey, a draft lottery in New Jersey. I forget what year it was, but a long time ago, probably 2007, 2008, something like that. And um, and David Stern had sort of an ad hoc press conference um, before the lottery. And Chad, who is a lawyer, um, just, just went after him, like mm-hmm. – just kind of scoffing at him a little bit. Chad's like the nicest guy, <laughs> but he just was like, just sticking it to Stern on basically questions around what then seemed like a totally out of left field idea, which was to just not have a draft. Like now we talk, talk about it all the time, but then 2008 or whatever it was, I was like, no one had even thought that way that I knew of. And, um, and Stern was like, just giving it right back to him. And then as soon as the press conference ended, I was standing there, Chad, we're having that little thing you do, you have a little post-game chat with your buddy, and Stern comes over, and basically, like, big smile, beaming, and just like, oh, Chad, like, oh, it's so great to see you, like, ha, 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 <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell's going on here, Chad, you know, like, like, everyone in this room is scared of that guy, and he's like, oh, he just, I just figured out on time, he just loves to fight, like, that's what he loves to do, he's bored, he, people won't fight with him, and he gets bored, and I was like, that pretty much became my MO with Stern after that. And like and and he started treating me like gold. <laughs> like he was like, you know, we had a lot of like one-on-one conversations because he wanted to fight with me. Right. And um so that was kind of the, the approach. Um it's different now, right? Adam is a consensus builder and a lovely guy and a smart guy, his heart's in the right place and everything, but like this idea that he's gonna be like contentiously discussing science in front of TV cameras, like that's just not his style right Right. i mean i think you it's not what he's gonna do um so i think my same approach is now landing a little heavy at the nba (laughs) right right right. (laughs) but that being said we still would like to see some sort of explanation or basis for how the league is going to come back like you're saying and we've seen this document from the roller derby uh, association <laughs> is that what we should be hoping to see from the NBA? Should we be hoping to see some sort of you know actual document of a plan? Of, this is where we're at now. This is what we wanted to do, and now we have we really think it's okay to to be safe and to be uh, playing at this campus. Well, we'll see. I'd love to see. That. I know. I understand. There's a there has been for some time an, a giant FAQ document to, to share with people like us to answer these questions. Right. So that's great. Um, mm-hmm. Um, when I sent them these questions, I know that one of the things that happened was they just cut and pasted a lot of them into theirs to like get answers to these questions too. Um, and I was like, I'm glad I could serve you in this way. I was kind of hoping to get the answer part. But, um, but, uh, but um, so yeah, but I think here's the thing, right? Like the roller derby people who don't have so much money at stake, um, but have you know equivalently valuable lives at stake, right? Are handing out the criteria to the public and their members, which gives up their ability to make discretionary choices in the back room, mm-hmm. right? So if the, they have, there's a formula that I have been unable to commit to memory, but something like if you have X amount of new cases in your local thing over 14 days, then you can't play, right? Um, if the NBA were to publish something like that, which would be, I think, rigorous science and very good for employee safety, but that means they couldn't decide 
when and when not to shut down games. They'd have mm-hmm. to just let the science decide it. And, you know, if I know one thing about the NBA, it's in the, in the, in the end, they want to do whatever they want to do, right? And mm-hmm. um, I don't see them being beholden to some, like, published criteria like this if they can avoid it. So I think really that's what is underlying this debate now is I'm saying, like, hey, are we going to let somebody besides you drive, like, science? Mm-hmm. It's just like Trump and Fauci, right? Like, like, are we going to let Fauci set the criteria of reopening America? Or are we going to leave that in the hands of the, the president? Who might or might not use science right, right. like exactly. i think it's the same basic debate what do you think a part of this whole thing too though is if there were players like a lot of players let's say or you know obviously superstar players like lebron or chris paul basically you know the players union if they were pushing back and saying hey we want to see the science hey i want to really know this is safe i want to know this and this and this that maybe um maybe the league would almost be forced to uh, come out with this. And I will say, I, I do want to step back and say, from what I know, from like what the reports I'm seeing and stuff, they are going to get to this information. That's what we've been told, right? You know, they gave us the date. They said, let's get excited. There's 22 teams. Uh, yeah, even the Wizards are going to be there. And then we'll get to the, the safety protocol. So I guess it is, it's very possible that it is coming and maybe it's going to come out in little pieces. But if the, if the players themselves were like, Hell no, we're not we're not circling a date on the calendar until we know all these things. Do you think maybe it would be handled differently? I guess what I'm getting at is it feels like the players are on board with the league and they feel that especially Commissioner Silver has earned their trust, right? And that they can give him the benefit of the doubt to uh to do this safely. Yeah, I mean this is the same like, you know, our friends run a restaurant here in town and like suddenly a new job they have is to understand the science. Like they want to make fish, right? That's what they're into, <laughs> right? Like, sure. Like, like, but now they're supposed to understand, like, how far apart their tables can be and should the air conditioning be on or not and can yeah. they open outside only and all this stuff. Like, you know, it's, we're all wading into these, like, websites we've never visited before in our lives, right? So um, I think Ramona Shelburne or somebody, I think it was Ramona Shelburne had, like, reporting that, you know, the key discussions of this were um, Bob Iger, Chris Paul, Adam Silver, and Michelle Rule. Um, Roberts, right? Right. So there are four people, um, none of whom are scientists, right? There's no Dr. Fauci in that meeting, mm-hmm. all of whom have not millions, but billions of dollars at stake, right? And I think, and I know Michelle, like Michelle's been quoted a couple times basically being like, you know, how do we get the league reopened? It's been like her driving thing. So like, I, you know, I think they're all really good at their jobs, but the job is completely changed now. If it's yeah. like, you know, what are the odds that you know, Rick Carlisle is going to get coronavirus. Like, no one in that meeting can answer that, right? Like, they have no context for that. And they didn't bring anybody into the meeting who could, right? I think they have consulted experts. But there's this whole concept of science washing. Have you heard this term? Hmm. No. Please. So, explain. like, the, some of these people that I, I rattled off all those names of, like, science guests we've had. And, like, um, uh, Christy Oshmanden, Dana Smith are fantastic, amazing science writers. Just you want them to run for president. Like they're amazing. Um, and I met them both cause we went to this Silicon Valley sports conference and we were the only three writers there and we sat in the back and I was there thinking like, Ooh, I'm so excited to learn all this cool new cutting edge stuff. And they were there just to make fun of like the crappy science that was being presented from the stage. <laughs> I'm slightly paraphrasing, but that was roughly my experience of it. Were they um, heckling from the back of the room? <laughs> no, no, no. Just to me. Oh, they're like, you know, like somebody's up there like, you know, with this device, like you can increase athletic performance 20% and they're leaning on me like, 
no, you can't. It's been completely <laughs> debunked. Like stuff like that, right? Right. And uh, it was awesome. Um, but so they've both, they're both really attuned to how science appears in like the media. And there's this thing where powerful people will like allude to science and use some science terms while just doing whatever they want to do. And it's called science washing, right? You kind of like, so I don't know, like, you know, Trump might talk about new infection rates or whatever while he's just opening or closing whatever he wanted to open or close if there had been no measuring of new infection rates, right? Like that kind of mm-hmm. stuff's happening, right? Yeah. So they call it science. So then they're like, no, no, if you're using science, you're using the science, right? But if you're just talking in a science-y way but doing whatever you want to do, that's science washing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is what, this is a concern in how the NBA is handling this, right? Like if you have a date and a whole schedule and all the things mapped out, it sounds like it doesn't matter what the local infection rate is or even how many, I mean, it was pretty early that we got word that the NBA was like, we're going to have to get used to it. It'll be positive tests and, and we'll keep playing. Um, that's a pretty aggressive move, right? Yeah. Uh, in, in the flat track world, <laughs> in the roller derby world, one positive test, everything shuts down until every contact up the chain has been traced and tested. And once you know everybody else who might have it, like, you don't play. Right. And, um, you know, and, and Ari Caroline, who's expert in the stuff, again, they, he from a company that makes the test, he's like, look, you're never going to have one positive. Like, it's basically impossible, right? Mm-hmm. If you have one, you're going to, they got it from someone else in the bubble, right? And on and on. Um, so the other person who hasn't yet failed the test, like, you want to know who they are before, and well, you, before you play or not, <laughs> right? Um, right. That kind of stuff. So to me, like, I'm worried that, this is not, you know, I, 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 it might be fine. It might be fine. The Bundesliga has been fine, right? Um, but if, if there is a terrible thing, if, if somebody dies, heaven forbid, like, are we going to look back and say we had a good process here? Like, I, I, right, I hope right. so. What do you say? Because I think there are people maybe that have read this. I know I was sharing it, seeing some tweets that are like, oh, Henry, come on. Like, like you just said, they're, they're doing this in Germany. The soccer league's going on. Now, I know that's different sports, indoors, outdoors, all that. I'm sure there's a lot of different things, how they're handling it and all their protocols and stuff. But people go in, Henry, you're being a defeatist. You know, like you're just, you're just, you're, you're being so pessimistic about this. Like have some faith in the league. You know, they, they've, they're doing daily tests. They've created a bubble. I mean, if people are having to go um, to the restaurant to sell fish, well, the NBA with all the money they've got, then they can make this as safe as humanly possible. Like, sort of, what what do you say to that? I mean, maybe you've got you've seen that. I'm sure a little bit as well in in what you've been reporting. Look, I'm down. I mean, like in our personal lives, like I have also personally reached the point of being fed up, being at home, and um, like I have some friends who are super, like super science driven, and like you know, like. I- I know a guy who's super mad that a month ago his wife hugged somebody, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like we've recently like went to a friend's house and swam in their pool. And like, we didn't do it because I think the science is now like check we're safe. We did it because we're fed up, right? We're like, mm-hmm. you got to do a little more than we've always been doing, right? Um, if the NBA were taking that approach, if the players were taking that approach, everyone was just like, look, we're just we want to play the game we love. We want to ha- make some money we just don't want to be in our apartments anymore, then like, who can argue with that, right? Mm-hmm. And if somebody dies under those terms, then they died with the full knowledge they were doing something they loved, right? Like, right. fine, fine, who can, it's inarguable. Maybe a little grotesque if you actually think people will die for basketball, but whatever. Um, however, that's not the position the league has taken, right? The league, it says that, no, we're here 
because we're going to use the data, not the date, right? That worries me because now I'm like, you know, if your kids want to go play pickup basketball uh, right now, you say, no, no, it's shut down. It's not safe, right? Once it's on TV live every day, like, isn't every kid in America who wants to play basketball going to play basketball? Like, um, and on and on. Like, you know, or um, honestly, my wife's on the school board and they're having, like, do you know how much work they're putting into is it safe to reopen in September? Like, it's, you know, how many kids can get on a bus? Does this school have enough airflow compared to that school? Um, Do we need to get new machinery in there? Like, these questions are really rigorously studied with giant stakes. Or, you know, how many seniors in the community have kids in their same home where the senior might be vulnerable because the kid got exposed at school and on and on, right? What about this teacher? What about that one? And on and on. All these questions have to be answered, right? Um, What they haven't done is said, trust us, right? What they said is, you know, we'll find, we're going to decide later when we're going to reopen once we know if the science is safe, right? And so to me, like I, yeah, those people who say I'm being a pain in the ass, think science is a pain in the ass, as do we all, right? Like, <laughs> like, those people yeah. also probably don't like global climate change. You know, what a pain in the ass. Let's talk about that. Right, but, uh, right. Alas, here we are, you know? Um, so yeah, I want to live in reality and um, I don't mind. I, I don't mind if people just want to play. I, I, I do mind the idea that like they checked it all out and they're all data driven and it wasn't about the money and you know this is just perfectly safe now because they have a lot of tests like i scientists that i've talked to don't agree with that yeah to me adam silver kind of opened himself up to these questions by having that press conference where he was talking a lot about the science of being able to reopen but then as soon as we finally get word of what's going to happen with uh, resuming the season, there are six teams who really don't need to be there. They could have easily gone straight to the playoffs, right? And so then once you're bringing in extra 300, 500 people, whatever it's going to be, you got to have answers for that. And I mean, this is a really stupid question, but so one of the questions to them is, are you going to play outside? And everybody just scoffs, right? And they basketball outside and... Um, you know, and then they're like, oh, in Florida, you can't. Like, I'm like, okay, yeah. fine. Like, first of all, you picked Florida. You could have picked anywhere. This whole thing could be happening in Toronto, right? Um, they could play it on the moon. But, but the fact is, like, there. I think of all of the hot spots in global pandemic coronavirus history, only one of them was outside. Like, it almost never happens. Like, indoors is the vast majority of where the super spreader events happen. Mm. Um, they just played the games outside. I mean, if you were doing what he said they were doing, which was putting health first, you would absolutely play outside. Like, so now, well, what are the criteria that are most important? If, you know what I mean? It's, it's just playing indoors is 100% a, taking a giant concession in health and safety for, like, I think it's literally like better TV lighting or seems more like the NBA game used to be and on and on, right? right. Um, fine, I get it. But like, that's not... It's not, it's not putting health first. It's simply not. If you're putting health first, you're absolutely playing outside. And the fact that it, I don't even think it's even been seriously considered. Um, you know, well, we should at least discuss that. Right, right. Like, right. All right, we got lots more still to discuss, but first a quick break. Some days can be too much. The bad news piles up, you're stressed from work, then somebody starts a leaf blower and suddenly you're screaming, everybody keep your composure! Like Will Ferrell in old school. If this sounds like you or Lee, holler at some Sunday scaries. 
Sunday Scaries are specially formulated CBD gummies with vitamins D3 and B12 that are super consumable and easy to take on the go. These specially formulated CBD products taste delicious and they can help in all sorts of ways, relaxing, quieting your mind, and yes, keeping your composure. Last year, Sunday Scary CBD Gummies and CBD Oil won top accolades from Forbes, Men's Health, Allure, and Best Products. And they recently launched Cabin Scaries to promote social distancing and responsible isolation. A portion of sales will be donated to the Bartender Emergency Assistance Program to help displaced hospitality workers. Right now, you can get 25% off your first order with the code NODUNKS at sundayscaries.com. That's 25% off your first order at sundayscaries.com and enter code NODUNKS where it asks for a coupon on the checkout page. Find out what product might be best for you. Go to sundayscaries.com and use code NODUNKS. I think uh, one thing, and again, we're waiting and maybe we'll find out later this week. This idea of, I, I, I'm fascinated by this idea of like, what if someone does just want to leave or they do leave and they, you know, quote unquote, are breaking the rules. Who is monitoring all of this? Is it that like I'm like, is it the team as if like you're a you know a high school basketball team and you're on the road and you're staying in a hotel and it's like okay guys curfew's ten o'clock, you know and, checks and ain't no sneaking out exactly like is that is it based on the team and that they could you know penalize that player if they snuck out and like hopefully nobody would do that but I guess it's possible um, or is it the league monitoring that? Um, I know you don't probably have an answer to that, Henry, but like that's a question that keeps popping up in mind, and I'm sure there's other like little weird ones like that. Am I am I right? Oh, it's a great question, um, and they don't want to talk about that for real, right? Yeah. Like, so like one of the like so, uh, Brandon Greer. Do you know Brandon Greer is? He, no, he's a wonderful dude. He's an NBA agent. Um, his his first and foremost client is his great friend Epe Udo. They both went to Baylor together, okay. and um, Epe. Who's a great guy, right? I'm sure you've talked yep. to him many times. Okay, so Epi's been playing in China. And, you know, not too long ago, flew back to China and, you know, was told he'd have to be quarantined for 14 days. No big surprise there. But the quarantine was, he's in like a dorm room and there's a camera on the door. And mm. if he leaves, like he can't leave. He literally can't leave. Like he's just stuck in there. Now that's a quarantine, right? But wow. it's also prison, right? Yeah. So... Now, Brandon's an interesting character in this because Brandon had the coronavirus and had it terribly, like worried he was going to die. He's a guy, he's Epi's age. So he's like in his 30s, um, young black man, i.e. fits the rough criteria health-wise of an NBA player, right? Mm -hmm. So Brandon's a full-on believer that like this is deadly serious. And Brandon's not, you know, I don't actually want to speak for him, but like, People who have it as bad as Brandon did are often reporting that they still have symptoms or feel a little diminished months later, and who knows what years is like, right? right. So this is the risk. And the fix is what Epi went through, which is to put young black men in prison, right? Which in this case is billionaire white men putting young black men in prison, right? Mm -hmm. And they're just not going to do it, right? This has been a lot of the discussion, like, privately has been like, we can't do that. We cannot do that. So, and frankly, the union's been on the side of freedom of movement from mm -hmm. the reporting that we've seen and the Whisper Network or whatever. So the union's like, no, we gotta, gotta be able to golf, we gotta be able to go to re restaurants, sit outside, gotta be able to work out in the gym, etc. All understandable. But like, it just means that the scientists are, there's, there's like one more 
flaw in the setup here, right? <laughs> Which is like not really going to quarantine, mm-hmm. right? Or, and, and they're going to sign new players in the middle of the playoffs too, right? And to bring them in um, and families are going to visit. Uh, I don't know. It just gets to your, your question, Skeets, is like I don't think they're going to – I don't think there's any way they can rigorously monitor it because unless they're going to like throw up a fence or arrest someone for sneaking in or out, then there's going to be sneaking in or out. What do you make of, I guess it was Silver's comments last week uh, on TNT when he was talking about, you know, this the idea of older coaches might not be able to be on the bench due to the coronavirus concerns. Because I feel like this like really like a little kicked up a little dust storm here where people are like, whoa, 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 hold on. And then we had the coaches commenting and everyone's like, well, and there's some walking back and like, oh, what age? Like th- this actually, I think, speaks to a lot of the stuff you've been asking, like, Okay, you've decided we're going to do this. We've got the dates. All right, everybody's excited for basketball. But what what about these little questions here? And then we it felt like we almost were flying by the seat of our pants, like the league was, like with, I don't know actually what we're doing with coaches, uh, you know, over the age of 60 or 65. Like you had, like you said, Ari, and I listened to that podcast um, on Bring It In. He was like, he thought, you know, coaches – over 60, 65, right? They shouldn't even be in the bubble. And we'd have coaches in the league. There's Pop, there's Gentry, there's Dan Tony. Um, yeah. It's crazy, right? Like it, it, that one's like, did somebody forget that that could, <laughs> what, that we had old coaches in the league? I mean, I'm serious here. So Thorpe joked about, Thorpe, David Thorpe's 55 and asked Ari, like, you know, hopefully 55 or older. And Ari took it seriously and was like, no, 55 would be the safe. That would be the, right, right. He's like, and then every increment and you go up, it's exponentially more risk of death so, you know, I, the, the, I think the problem is that, like, what, what we're seeing Adam Silver doing to me is how a bill becomes a law. Like, you go around and you try to get enough votes, right? He has to get sign-off from a certain number of players, certain number of GMs, certain number of agents, certain number of coaches, and on and on, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a good way to handle a lot of things, but not the introduction of science, <laughs> right? Like, mm-hmm. so, so if we're going to listen to what coaches want, we already heard, like, Warren Legary, uh you know, agent for a lot of coaches and, and GMs was basically like, it's an outrage if my older clients are left out. Mm-hmm. That's basically his position. Like nobody, like science doesn't make money for anybody. There's nobody who's going to fight for it, right? So, I mean, I always joke about this. Like if you have a, like there's big people promoting the health benefits of Gatorade, which are actually very hard to prove. There's nobody promoting the benefits of broccoli because it doesn't make very much money for anybody. <laughs> right. Right? Like, like <laughs> Like, oh, the I science Lee, here is, I wish Lee was on this call so much. He always has a steak and broccoli before he makes a big decision. So I feel like he would be that. He's big broccoli, I guess is what I'm going to say. Yeah. Okay, so I lied. Is I was wrong. you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, nobody's broccoli here, right? Everybody's everybody's Gatorade. Everybody's got money. You know, like Greg Popovich. I don't know. Does Greg Popovich have an agent? I don't even know if he does. But um, but, but Mike D'Antoni has an agent named Warren, Warren Legary, and they all want their money. Yeah. Right. Like this is another huge question is, OK, so if somebody has a reason they they're not playing or coaching or working, this also goes for like, you know, the junior PR person in the league. If there's a, a, a reason they can't go, are they getting paid? Are they getting benefits? Right. Um, if not, if yes, then this is a big expense. Right. If which I don't know, if you know, if the league and the billionaires are that generous. If they are not getting paid now, you're putting and I, you know, I think we've. The way they negotiate, it's pretty hard on players that they have to 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 play to get money. In fact, then you're 
absolutely coercing someone into this potentially risky bubble, mm-hmm. right? Um, wait, one more creepy thing. This is this is where people will definitely say, Henry, you're just imagining terrible things, and you should stop. And they're probably right. But um, but what? If, let's say that a bunch of these tests come back positive. Let's say there's a moment where you know the the Four Seasons Orlando it has you know. 80 people quarantining in their rooms or 90 or 100, right? Or mm-hmm. 200. And some of them are really sick and in the ICU. Um, heaven forbid. I hope it doesn't happen. Okay. Now, I feel like politically, this, I'm making up the Four Seasons. I don't know for sure that's going to be where anyone's staying. But that hotel is politically similar to one of these cruise ships yeah. with lots of positive mm-hmm. tests, right? Like, can you shut it down? Can anyone go home from there? Like, can you get on a plane from that hotel and just fly back to New York if you want to? Like, like if it goes badly, I have a feeling they might be stuck there. Like those people who are, are they still cru- circling on their cruise ships? Like they were gone forever. Yeah, they like, were gone for a long time. I hope they're off by now. But, me uh, too. Yeah. yeah. yeah or, man, or Thorpe's big point is like, it's hurricane season. Mm-hmm. It's hurricane season in Florida. Now it's inland a little bit, but they still they have evacuated the Orlando area in recent years for hurricanes. Um, okay, so what what if we have what if we have two dozen people quarantining their rooms and a number of you know positive tests, blah blah blah, and there's a hurricane, and we have to evacuate. What the hell are we going to do then? Okay, I'm going to put that. I'm going to put my tinfoil hat down. <laughs> but if you're the person in charge of planning, I think you know. You don't have to explain all of this in public, I think, but you have to have, they have to have thought of this. Right. Right. And I have to admit, like, in the conversation I'm having so far, I've had a lot of like, hmm, I didn't think of that. I'm like, you didn't? <laughs> you know, like, like, yeah, <laughs> that's a little worrisome. <laughs> do, you, do you sympathize with this uh, difficult decision, especially Silver's, um, you know, got on his plate here? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, I, it's a, what a nightmare, right? Um, I feel super lucky. Look, we all have jobs we can do from our living rooms or attics or whatever, yeah. right? Um, if we didn't, I, you know, like our, again, our friends with the restaurant, they they've reinvented their business like every three days for the last few months, right? It's been yeah. just different, different, different. Like now, a big line of work for them is uh, so like we get takeout there every Friday, and then we'll tack on like two meals for the hospital, right? Mm-hmm. And they've had businesses sometimes about like a thousand meals or whatever. And so they have these on their Instagram, you can see they lay out a million. This is part of how they're keeping people employed. They had to invent a whole new thing, right? Yeah. Um, that's what the NBA has to do too, right? So what, what's the takeout version of the NBA, right? Like <laughs> so hard. I don't know. Yeah, it's super hard to do. Um, I do think though um, we're in a, a – comparatively small interim phase before real treatment, before a vaccine, before antivirals, before any of the like medical solutions have really come online. Um, so to me, like for sure the NBA will reopen in earnest when there are real medical solutions, which will come not this year. Right. Um, so to me, like as much as we talk about the, the crisis of, you know, Adam Silver's soul and what he's analyzing here, like, He's analyzing it for this experimental short period, right? Mm-hmm. It's even in their big proposal, it's only a thing that happens for a couple months, right? Um, so to me, like, we're not really talking about the future of the NBA. We're talking about, do you also reopen during this time? And it's not quite as heavy a question. Um, 
And, you know, to me, like, it's pretty bold. It, 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 even in April, in April, when he was telling us that there was no path he could imagine to reopening and this bubble thing, they were listening to it, but it sounded kind of kooky and on and on. Um, even then, in that 22-minute conference call, he said that uh, his the owners, um, you know, who were his bosses, felt this, like, earnest need to be, like, like requirement or duty to be leaders in the reopening of America. Right. And I was like, that's a little weird. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. <laughs> One of the least essential businesses in, on the planet. <laughs> like, um, it's, it, that's also what you might say if you just wanted to make some money, right? Yeah, yeah. That's so do right. you think, Henry, now that we have this tentative start date, uh, just like everybody, I was excited to see a date. And then I looked at the date on my phone. And I was like, oh, that's still two months from now. A lot can happen in two months. Does having a date out there mean that that date's going to happen, that we're going to definitely be opening on that date? Or is there, do you think perhaps, you know, a date between now and then where if um, numbers in Florida continue to rise or if they don't fall or whatever they're basing their science on that the league could actually say sorry we were going to do july 31st it's not happening now <laughs> i mean i'm speculating here i to me like adam silver is a very careful guy and we don't learn this date until it's all all the ducks are in a row right um to me the biggest wild card here is not well and look maybe like i don't know if you saw the texas new cases like skyrocketed after their phased reopening mm -hmm. um, conceivably if more of america including florida were like that um, local officials might weigh in um maybe that would change it the one thing that i see um that could really change it is uh the protests mm -hmm. and by that i mean specifically if the black lives matter movement galvanized players in a way to stand up to the league or billionaires, right? If something went a little off, like so usually what happens is um, everybody kind of votes with their own economic self-interest eventually, right? Um, this year there's one higher holy calling out there, right? Mm -hmm. Like if somehow it ends up seeming like the league's being a little callous or the billionaires just want their money or Tillman Fertitta says the wrong thing or Mickey Arison says the wrong thing or or heaven forbid the crazy DeVos family, which features <laughs> multiple people close to Trump who've said insane things and supported far right causes for a very long time and are now the NBA's hosts. Mm -hmm. If one of those things I could see could could galvanize players to sit it out or have a, some kind of group mm -hmm. of them not want to play or not feel safe enough or all in all, I think those, you know, that's the, that's the issue to keep your eye on, I think, in terms of could something delay the date. Short of that, I think it's all game. It's you know the network's not going to say no. Disney's not going to say no. The, the league's not going to say no. It's only the players who might say no, in my view. Henry, from the info we do know right now, what do you think the NBA is getting right? <laughs> is there is there at least like something you've read or seen? You're like, okay, that's that's good. Like, is it maybe you know um, the maximum amount of people they're saying can be on campus, which I think was a lot lower maybe than some thought. Uh, I think it's like fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred as a maximum is there something else that you're like okay good and that puts me at ease from all these scientists that i've talked to and stuff like that they, it feels like they're getting that right yeah that's a good question um 
I mean, I, you know, testing, 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 right? There was a yep. period where they were telling their teams not to test because they didn't want to get bad PR from jumping in line for scarce tests, right? Yep. So um, they waited till there were lots of tests available. And now there are like more and more and better tests. And um, I don't think we yet know really which tests they'll be using. But, um, you know, it seems like with enough testing, you can do almost anything. Um, the caveat, though, is the people who advocate that seem to always advocate, you know, not <laughs> not having another mass event until you've completed your testing from the last. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's like a, it's a giant, you know, they, so yes, they're only inviting, at first it was leaked like 3,500 and I think it's down under 2,000 now people yeah, in the bubble. So. Is that right? Um, so that's obviously a big improvement in safety, but, um, but it's a, you know, think about your life and, you know, so we went and hung out with four people outside and feel pretty risky about it. This is a, these are routine, like 30 person cocktail parties with no masks and <laughs> close contact again and again and again, day after day after day. Yeah. Like, you're not going to get anybody saying that that's great, right? It's just maybe a little less risk. Another thing that's interesting was, um, uh, one expert I talked to was like, look, this is callous math, but like everything everybody said about it being like the flu, like, you know, is demonstrably not true in the death rate. He's mm-hmm. like, but it is pretty much true, um, for people who are like, I forget the ages he said, but basically like people of the ages of NBA players. Right. It, right. Mm-hmm. The health risk in that population is equivalent to the flu, which is still serious. It's, you know, tens of thousands die every year. But um, but the so so like if they just did nothing and just had NBA players only play each other, he's like it would you know it would be roughly the risk of people dying of the regular flu. Right. Right. And this was a guy who's like a total like marinating in all the data, high level expert. So, you know, chances are LeBron's going to be fine. Right. <laughs> right? Um, yeah. um, so, that, you know, that, this is where actually so the, the stingiest person out there on this, by the way, is not me. Um, it's <laughs> Jane McManus. So Jane McManus is a national treasure, wonderful sports writer, and she just sticks it to everybody who doesn't want any science on this. And she's like amazing at it. Um, you should definitely talk to Jane. She's going to be way tougher than I am. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, but um, yeah, she... Um, quoted me to me, which was really weird. I, I guess I said to her, basically, I said, like, maybe it'll be fine. I forget even saying this, but I'm kind of like, yeah, maybe it'll be fine. Maybe let's look into it without good science. Maybe it'll be fine, right? Right. And, um, and she, that's basically what she's hanging her hat on now. It's like, you know, ho- hopefully we just luck into a good outcome, right? Mm. Which is quite possibly what's going to happen. Like, maybe yeah. they'll have bad science and it'll just be fine. Like, the Bundesliga yeah. so far and other leagues, too. Um, maybe that's how it's going to go. Well, uh, we can end with this because I'm fascinated. Henry, we've made you NBA commissioner. Silver, you're out. Henry, you're the commissioner. What would be your plans or non-plans to restart this season? Would you just say, nope, you know, I'm not comfortable uh, with any of this and from what I know, and let's just worry. It's done. I'm sorry. There's no champion. Bucks, Lakers, that would have been great. But we'll look ahead to next year, and we need more time to even know what this virus does. Like, What, what do you do? What does Commissioner Abbott do? Oh, I defer my commissionership to uh, Erica Van Stone of the Women's Flat Track Derby Association. <laughs> Thank you, Erica. Whatever she says goes. But, uh, you know, but I do think, like, legit, like, like you know, 
your kids, rec league, etc. Everyone can apply the science that's in the roller derby plan, right? Mm. It is applicable. Like you, you just basically we're closed until we find a time and a place where we can check these boxes, right? Like what is local infection rate? How many tests do we have? On and on, right? Um, so basically, we're just looking for the moment that it's safe, the time and place that it's safe, right? And um, it probably exists. It's probably not Florida. It's probably not Disney. It's probably not now. But, um, you know, there's probably a way to do it, right? And uh, once the, you know, I, actually, to be honest, I think, it'd be, I think it's really cool to publish the rules in advance and mm-hmm. then look for the data to be like, oh, look, we passed the test. Now we're safe. That's what schools should be doing, right? That's what our workplaces should be doing. That's what restaurants should be doing. Um, so and that's pretty, it's pretty badass, right? It's kind of a baller move to just lay, your, lay it out there. Yeah. But um, that's, what, that's what I'd like. That's what, that would make me so happy. Will uh, I'm going to guess the answer is no. Will Henry Abbott? Will True Hoop be going down to uh, uh, Disney World for uh, the restarting of the NBA? I don't. Um, <laughs> I don't like. Would I? Sure. Like I don't actually think it's you know, like I know that I'm gonna wash my hands. <laughs> I know I'm not right. gonna touch my face. Right. Um, I, I I dare them to invite me. I bet I bet you a million dollars they won't. When Adam Silver had his conference call the other day, like I I didn't get the invite. I had to see Howard Beck tweeting about it and then email PR and they're like, oh yeah, we forgot, right? Like mm. so I was on for like the last fifteen minutes or whatever. But um, so yeah, I you know I I I'm a little bit on the outs. I don't think that if they're inviting a short list of people, I don't think I would make that list. Um, and um, I would probably go. Though the only other caveat I would say is. Most of the last 10 years, I've been noticing that, like, the official media access, like the moment post-game race center the microphone, is never the source of the good story. Right. Like, literally never. <laughs> like, like <laughs> everything that matters is on your phone anyway. So to me, like, if I want to, you know, whatever the juicy story is going to be from In the Bubble, it's not going to be from walking over and talking to the player. Right. Right. It's going to be from like, you know, oh my God, his agent said this and all, like and on and on. So that can happen from New Jersey. So I don't know. I see. I, I, I would sort of enjoy going just to sort of, it's such a novel moment of NBA history. Yeah. But um, and I wouldn't think that I was going to die if I went, you know, but, uh, but I'm not going to like fight my way in there because I don't think it's that valuable to troop. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> TK, you got any other questions for Henry? Biggest question for me is, is there a plan in place to keep the Lopez brothers out of Disney World? That seems impossible. <laughs> They're going to be there for two months playing every other day. <sighs> Just rubbing it in their faces. It's so true. It's so true. Actually, honestly, one dude told me, I don't know if he knows what he's talking about, but one guy who works long time in the NBA says that his understanding of like what Disney gets out of this is they're going to be like effectively... The Disney World, it's safe enough for LeBron. Mm-hmm. So bring your family down. Wow. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. So, like, so then with that in mind, I asked the league, like, will players be allowed to go to the park, to you know, the Disney parks? Like, I think Disney would really like to have video of the Lopez brothers oh, at the park. Of course. Right? I don't know what the answer to that is, but I'd be interested to know. I feel like yeah. the answer to that is no from what I've seen. Yes. Um, that they yes. can't go just to these mm-hmm. other parks. Because aren't these other parks 
they're going to be opening up too, right? In, in some waves of some sort. And I mean, yes. I haven't I haven't been to Disney World, but I know enough that it's like these are different sort of sections, right? That you have to like drive or take a monorail to get to them. Um, it's so it's 150 million acres as far as i can tell yeah um yeah. yeah so it's um yeah so but they opened so the the main like phase reopening of disney begins in the middle of july so perfect okay. timing with this but um wow. but uh um they already have had the first step of their like thing was they opened some stores like some retail stores at disney um i don't know 10 days ago or whatever and there were like giant crowds with huge lines and, and I'm like, oh no! <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I mean, good for Disney, but it looks like it, I don't know. Uh, my I, my thought was that this has the potential to be a super spreader type lookout. It just mm. does. Um, I hope I'm wrong, but you know the look. The dream here is that the NBA gets to be like the South Korea of you know where we're just like there is one place in America where we screwed up everything and we just built, there's one place where we did it right. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Like. It would be so nice if we could show that Americans can wear their masks and wash their hands and not spread the coronavirus, right? Like, I don't know if it's, I hope it's, I hope that's the way it goes. <laughs> I hope we that's the way do. it goes. We yeah. all do. I hope, yeah, look, I hope we didn't bum a lot of you out there listening to this. I really was excited to have you on, Henry, because I think these are, um, again, the work you're doing, the questions you're asking, even if you're not getting answers to them. I think it is important. And I am like, like you and like everybody, I think, probably listening to this. I'm excited that we do have a date. I want to see basketball. I just hope to God everybody is safe and they have thought all of this through. And it would just be nice to sort of see their reasoning um, with with the science, if possible. That, like, hey, guys, yeah. Hey, Skeets, Henry, Trey, everybody freaking relax. We've got this. We've got a pretty good understanding of how this is going to go. And, look, if anyone does, I think, sort of deserve the benefit of the doubt, um, it, it maybe it is Commissioner Silver and, and sort of at least his approach of talking to as many people as possible and getting their input. So I hope that is the case. So guys, follow Henry's great work on Twitter, at TrueHoop. Make sure you subscribe to the newsletter. Go to TrueHoop.com. Anything else we got to let the people know, Henry? The free subscription for 30 days. If you go to my Twitter bio right now, um, click on the little link there, get all the stuff. Um, and thank you. It's so good. Thanks. So great to talk to you guys. And uh, I hope I didn't bum everybody out. <laughs> no, no, of course not. Of course not. We'll talk to you. Uh, well, look, hey, maybe we'll uh, run into each other down in Walt Disney World. I, I know that's not happening, but um, we'll all go to the you bathroom together. Yeah. We go as a team. <laughs> we go as a team. All right. Clipper bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Embrace the day, people. Mm-hmm.